Legendary relics of untold power are scattered across the world of Menroth. Those who uncover them have the opportunity to discover more about these items and their true origins. In the process, they will continue to shape not only their own destinies, but in time, the fate of their world. This is not that story. This is the story of the other ones. What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers The Other Ones, a monthly podcast that explores the idea of what would happen if a group of adventurers decided not to answer the call of destiny. Let's jump in and listen to the recap. Right. Well, who wants to recap where we left off last? Do you want to start, Megan? <laughs> yeah, so, um, anyways, and it's such and such. That's it. Well, anyway. <laughs> I have notes that I can recount. Oh, that's like, right. Google Doc that I shared that we can update in real time. The thing is, do we want Megan to know what happened? No, I like the mystery of it. You know, just throw me in there. I'm just Don't tell me about what we're doing at all. Land sharks, three of them. Which, which one do you want to be inside? <laughs> this is a good chance for me to be reminded of things. What's the, we, we live in unity, right? Yep. All right, so we live in unity. Um, Tomorrow's metropolis today. And we, we happen to meet up at a tavern. Um, Which I don't think I planned that, but everyone went to, the, <laughs> went to Longshot anyway. <laughs> um, and, then, and, then, uh, and then something magical happened. Uh, we started realizing... Conflict. That, no, no, no. We started realizing that with our synergies... Um, Steve Steve's charm, Big's um, technical prowess, and my uh, ability to connect with people um, on, at a scale a little broader than Steve Steve's um, could really make a lot of money from a mobile app. Um, a mobile app, of course, is a mobile apothecary that comes to you. <laughs> um, so we. We heard that there was an event being put on by Magic Thunder, the PR Guild, um, and we we headed over there to do some schmoozing. It was a it was a good uh, networking opportunity, um, and then everything lit on fire. Um, so everything lit on fire. The crowd started panicking, and we all ran in three different directions. Um, so Steve, Steve got like forced out of the museum and fell into a barn. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Big, Big like went on the roof, right? Or no, he, he went down- downstairs. He went around and he tried to get on the roof, and then he was like, "No, I go instead to the cellar." Um, and then I, uh, Gunavif, ran towards um, this small idiot man named <laughs> Case Wildebrand, uh, who was convinced he was going to be a future hero to try and stop him, and. And I think right when we cut off, a few interesting things had happened. But that was, that was where we all were after coming up with our good idea. Do we know? Wait, how did the, do we know yet how the fire started? Guinevieve does not. Starting from there, um, what brings, well, first, uh, Megan, would you like to describe your character? Yes. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> More <laughs> like, walk away. Gnome. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so 
Pipsqueak, aka Pip, is um, a bright upstart uh, young lass who uh, grew up, all she ever wanted to do, she just read folklore and hero stories, and all she wanted to do uh, is be a hero. And uh, so she's kind of in the process of finding herself and going through that that process of seeing how she can uh, be the greatest hero and add her name into those those history books. And uh, wait, I'm supposed to, am, so I'm just describing myself, right? Yeah? You know where you want with it, but yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, the one thing sort of in her way is the fact she's very tiny. Um, so... She's got a lot of spirit and like not those long, not that long of legs. So. <laughs> Inversely proportional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of her, her whole thing. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, physically? Uh, so physically, so she is a, like, she is a gnome. Um, a gnome of Menroth, and she's also a barbarian because she's found that uh, even though she wants to be a hero, she has no like real finesse with anything. So she just is like going swinging, swinging, swing, s- yes, swimming, <laughs> yeah, going swimming, <laughs> going, going in uh, swinging. Um, so that's like her approach to um, to life. And quite a lot of things. So, yeah. yep. <clears throat> so, the city of Unity is one that hopes to be the largest city on the continent of Parleth, at least in the northern region. Uh, and so, they very much preach um, togetherness and progress. Uh, what brings you to this city? Were you born here or did you travel here? I traveled here. So I'm, I'm literally just from like a no name town, mostly cause I didn't have time to make that backstory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just a no name town, a no name gnome from a no name town. <laughs> we actually like learned the name at some point and it's unfinished backstreet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Backstory but, lane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I feel like if we had to draw a parallel to a pop culture person, I feel like she'd be a little bit like uh, the movie Hercules, where she's like, let's go to uh, Unity or like, let's go to Thebes. That's where all the people are. There's sure to be like things that um, a uh, intro hero can help with. Mm-hmm. So she's she's here basically like she's she's just been wandering constantly and like making her way slowly towards um towards unity and is finally here in the big city. <laughs> and it definitely wants to be the big city. So uh its reputation might be bigger than the expectation you should have had because once you arrive here you're like, oh mm. I mean all right. Yeah, physically speaking, though, everything is a big city to... um... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you are here, and you've arrived recently, and 
you're pretty excited possibly because there is a large uh, festival that is going to happen to unveil the Unity Institution of Heritage and History. Uh, they have some exhibits that they've obtained or maybe you're borrowing, it doesn't matter, uh, from another museum a little farther north. And today is the day that it's supposed to open for the first time. And what is your relationship to that situation? Would you be waiting with bated breath? Would you be mm, not going to, that's not my scene? Um, yeah, so Pip, Pip's thing is she really likes history, specifically uh, folklore. So anything that she has that can like put any kind of reference to the story she grew up with, she's interested in. So she's there. She's like, I want to hear all about what this is about. So you find yourself before the Unity Institution of Heritage and History and not too long before it's supposed to open, that's when the fires erupt and people start screaming. There's kind of chaos and panic that ripples through the crowd. And what do you find yourself doing? So, one of her, uh, one of Pip's um, beliefs is that uh, if someone's in trouble, she's always there to help. Um, so she sees the fire and uh, she's probably going to try to investigate um, to make sure nobody's caught in the flames or uh, if there's a way that she can start help uh, directing to put the fire out. But probably she's going to want to rush in to see if she can grab anyone and save them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your, your motivation primarily is inside the building. Yes. All right, so you st- you find it pretty easy at first to slip through because, you know, everyone's bigger than you, so you're kind of either running under legs or you're kind of sneaking by, darting back and forth, and before you know it, you find yourself in the museum as well, and you start running down the halls because you hear a commotion not too much further ahead, and... As you run up, but before you can get inside, there are uh, a couple massive frames filling the area. And you can hear some grumbling and snarls ahead. And then past that, it's kind of hard to see, but you see a uh, a slim figure that's kind of fumbling about. And could you describe your character for uh, Megan? Okay, so she's, she's harried. She looks like she's trying to follow somebody. Um, She has a short black bob that instead of kind of curving in, curves out. Um, She wears pretty heavy eyeliner and dresses in a very like minimalist, androgynous, stylish way. Um, But she doesn't look super stylish right now because she's she's definitely low-key, like frantic. She wants to find whoever she is trying to find. Um, and also it's really hot because there's a fire. So her eyeliner is starting to smudge a little. Um, yet despite this, like, like the, the sense that she's frantic, uh, would not be matched by anything other than your impression. Like she's not really even running at any point. She's sort of like power walking, um, to try and look composed while she does it. Um, yet like there's still an air about her that suggests that like she's, She's trying to stop somebody, like, pretty intently. So, yeah, you can see all this happening, and the growls and the snarls 
And what is it that you do? Being that this is the first person Pepsi is, she's gonna uh, run over to her, be like, ma'am, are you in need of assistance? These two hulking, growling creatures turn around. They snarl. They've got like this kind of, it's not sweat per se. They just seem to be covered in some sort of slime or mucus that they just naturally uh, drip out of their pores. And they turn around and even to a um, a different person, like a, uh, like a, a race of a taller statue, they are immense. So when they look over you, it feels like their shadows could fall on you and almost encompass you or knock you over. And they... And so there, there were three of them in the room. They kind of charge forward and Guinevere grabs this kind of large, oversized axe. Like yeah. something that she couldn't possibly wield with any kind of efficiency. And then you can't really see what happens next, but you hear like a... And then that's it, the orc. The eyes kind of go like, well, we can't see that. You only see the back and you just see like... And it crashes down. Pip, this entire... like. As soon as she would see like the giant weapon and the wielding of it, she'd have like sparkles in her eyes. Um, <laughs> like, oh my gosh! <laughs> and then behind her, you see even more weapons, like all put on display, spread out. And then somewhere in the same room as Olivia, there is somebody else. There is a energetic young man who's looking around. And um, they've got blue slacks, blue robes. They have a golden, super shiny belt and a puffy shirt. And they're looking around excited. And they rush over to a large golden staff with a like a, a golden sphere on top of it as well. And they kind of jump up and grab it. And they just kind of shake and vibrate with excitement. Um, the sparkles intensify. and once he grabs it he kind of nods and he goes this is it and he looks over at Olivia's character and he goes you feel that do you smell it in the air it's destiny uh Olivia's character has like this entire time been like yelling at that dude not not continuously but like like when she doesn't have orcs she's like trying to get this guy to, to stop standing around waving a, a stick and leave the burning building with her. And he says, no need. And he steps forward and he raises the staff. And he's like a little bit of a flourish with his hand. And he says, you don't know what this is, do you? Uh, so at some point in the last game, uh, like... This guy had been like raising the stick around and being like, yeah. And then uh, somebody bursts into the room and is like, you guys, those are just replicas. Has that happened yet? Has like that person said it? Yeah. So then at that point, someone, yeah, indeed, kind of they rush right past you, uh, Megan, a squeak, And then they shout there. Like that's when that scene happens is they, they rush past like, you have to get out of here right now. These are just replicas. Like these aren't the these aren't real. They're just and they're kind of panic and they're freaking out and like we have to go right now. Get out of here! 
and Chase looks over at Olivia and he's thinking for goes, Guinevieve? Guinevieve, like, frazzled and manic because she's been trying to wrestle this little dude um, for a long time and she's got orc blood on her face now. Yeah. Um, is, is like... It's putrid and... Yeah. Uh, it, there's a stench to it that just wraps around your skin and he goes you've discovered your destiny allow me to discover mine he throws the staff into the air and he says behold the staff of the archmage and he kind of kind of throws and like thrusts his shoulder forward and he kind of nods his hold on, hold on pulls back thrusts his shoulder forward and then taps on the ground twice and then thrusts his shoulder forward uh, so Guinevieve has been trying to tackle this guy. Um, yeah, he's, he's prime she, tackle material. She goes for it right now. Like, yeah. she, <laughs> she like... There's no need to roll. You rush forward. <laughs> and it's a very easy, uh, proficient-looking tackle as you <laughs> crash him to the ground. The staff crashes into the ground as well. It does not make a thud that sounds like it would uh, belong to the staff of the Archimedes. It's kind of this hollow like, <laughs> and he looks in and he goes, what? Pipsqueak? Uh, so, Pipsqueak, uh, Pip, Pip, uh, I don't know, she's like not really sure what's going on with these guys, but she's like, um, excuse me, heroes, uh, I, I, the the building's on fire. I think we should. Uh, I'm here to rescue, get you out. So uh, it's time to. We should. We should probably go. And the, the person that was shouting next to you is like, right? <laughs> uh, Guinevere would like stand up. Okay, so she chops the orc with the axe, and like it's splattered with blood and stuff. She drops it before she tackles him. She like tackles him. She would like hoist him up by by his scruff, the scruff of his shirt. And she'd be like, my thoughts exactly. She'd like look over at Pip and be like, this guy, I could use help wrangling him. Uh, the person that shouted takes off like they've done their job. Yeah. Uh, Pip, Pip's not sure what's going on, but she really, she like digs the, the authority of this lady. <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah, I got some rope. <laughs> and she's like, Heck yeah, like without saying anything, just like beaming, still sparkles. Um, and I guess uh, walks over to see if she can help. Uh... And that's when you just get backhanded by one of the orcs. Like they've kind of snapped out of, like they've, they've been staring in disbelief. There's two left, right? And they just, they're like, and you get thrown to the side. They just look at each other and they look at their fallen. And they just start walking towards Olivia's character. And Chase looks up and is like, You fool. Grab hold of your destiny. Uh, I'll figure mine out. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at the staff. And then, Steve, Steve, where are you at? (laughs) You're muted. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh steve steve is in a barn if i remember correctly steve steve um is holding some kind of large shield shaped object um he has just 
um, inexplicably scared away two of these orcs. So he turns to the lady and the old lady and checks on her. And she kind of looks up and she's like, where, where are we? Um, we're back at the bar and what happened to you? Are you hurt? I fell and I, I, I couldn't get up. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you able to walk, to walk? Ma'am. I, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can. And she, she pulls herself up. Okay. Well, the girl um, next to her was like really scared when she said that. And then she, <gasps> okay. So like, terrified either that her, that she would never walk again or that she'd have to take care of her. It's hard to say. Uh, if I look around, is this, um, is this barn, would you, is this barn an effective hiding place? Like, is there a place where I can just shove these people in under a corner? <laughs> like a box or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's like stacks of hay they could hide behind or like there's a, a crate you could shove them in. Okay. Uh, grandmother. On the second floor. It's not safe here. Um, no. But, but I need. I think I died. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know what's up with that. But we, oh, okay. Uh, that is a question we need to answer at a different time. We need to get you either to safety, safety, or we need to. You need you two need to hide because there are some monsters outside. Uh, both. Okay. Um, I think hiding would make us safe. Okay. What about you hide for now? I'll go out check it. Check if it's safe. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Would you? Would you and your granddaughter be able to? shove underneath this hay just go under it or in the box are you going to bury me? yeah but you'll be able to breathe probably I don't know if I will it's hard to breathe right now (laughs) I think I died (laughs) All right. So no, no to the hay. How about you just stay in the corner? <laughs> I'll put I'll put the box in front of you, and then I'll go outside and check. All right, grandmother, please just okay. Let's do that. I I, I don't actually wait for her to answer. I just kind of <laughs> gently maneuver her um, behind this oh. crate. Oh, okay. Like gently, like corral her. I'm like, okay, put your head down, grandmother. Okay. Yes, and then be very quiet. And I look outside. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, now be very quiet. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, so uh, uh, I'm gonna go outside. Steve, Steve's gonna walk outside and check the surrounding. Yeah, He's holding so, this metal, this piece of shield. Yeah, you can see the building is still on fire, and people are scattered and running, but nothing's really happening to the barn. Okay. Um, would, is the fire? Would the fire freeze if it were to spread unchecked? Would it spread towards the barn eventually? No, no, it, it it's not going to suddenly just light the streets on fire. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Backstory Lane is on fire, and <laughs> I, t- I turn back to um, to the grandmother and her child and see if they can see me or if they're looking at me. No, no, they're hidden. Okay, and then I go back inside. I'm like, okay, you you all stay here until it gets really quiet, probably. Okay. All right. Or or. If I give you, if you hear a really, really high pitched like whistle, that that sounds like um, 
da 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 That's me. And that's the signal to run. I don't know if I can run anymore. Okay, that's the signal to walk very fast. Oh, I can do that. Okay, all right. I'll call, I'll can you be... leave the shield? I mean, and I kind of look at the shield and kind of stroke it a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's, I mean, that's really nice. <laughs> but I gotta, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fight these, I'm gonna fight these people and I might need it. I promise I won't, I'll come back. Then can I have the shield? Okay. Okay, you keep the shield. So I put the shield. No, wait. No, okay, I put the shield behind the crate with them. Oh, this is so nice. She like lifts up and starts looking at it. Okay, grandmother, be be very careful with that. It did something. Okay, I'll be back. And then okay. I go out. I go back outside. Yeah. Wait, did I lose one? <laughs> yeah. Um, like all the power that you felt for both Steve, Steve, and Guinevere, mm-hmm. whatever power you started to feel surging through your body, mm-hmm. it's gone now. Hmm. This doesn't feel good. I turn back to grandma. I'm like, grandma, I'm gonna need that shield because I don't know uh, if I can. Sure. I don't know if I can no. fight these monsters. What? You can't fight them with a shield. Are you going to just pick it up and just bah, yeah. bang, bang? No. I said than nothing. I mean, I don't want to get I don't want to get stabbed and I don't want to get hit. And I don't want to die again. I, well, I mean, obviously. We're the at an impasse. Okay. Um, and also, I died already. <laughs> um, grandmother, and I grabbed the shield. I'm like, I, 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 okay, how about we, we, let's all go, we'll all go together, okay, let's go, let's go. I'm not going out there, you told me to hide in the hay. <laughs> She's behind like a crate. Like a tug of war for the shield. <laughs> okay, I need the shield to fight the monsters. No, don't take it from me. <laughs> I'll take it, I take it from her. Ah! I'm sorry! He stole my shield! <laughs> And you can feel the power just rise up and surge through you again. Okay, I, I'm beginning to think this is kind of some kind of magic shield. Yeah. All right, grandmother, stick behind me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I and then I, I kind I of. I can get up, my... but I can't walk. Yeah, you can. I just saw you. Oh, and she starts to walk. She goes, probably because, probably because of the shield. All right. <laughs> All right, stick behind me. And then, so I put the shield in front of us, and we start walking outside. She starts to waddle. Okay. Um. Do we see anything? Slow down, please. <laughs> this is the My worst. My hip. <laughs> Can I like heal her hip? She seems fine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. Do you have a place that? Do you have a ho- a home, or? Where do you live? Oh, I'm not homeless. Okay. Wait, you are you are not homeless. No. Okay, where did where where's your home? Where's your house? I'm not a beggar. I know, I did was not implying that, grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of looks back like mm. <laughs> weren't you though? <laughs> and then she gives you her address, it's on the other side of town. So the museum is on fire, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a damn fucking inferno. Are there and there there but the courtyard we're in is clear of like there's no monsters. is there any orcs nearby that we can see? It's it's building more and more. You can see maybe about 
10, 15 orcs surrounding one side of the building. Shit. Okay. Um, like this, for some reason, they're kind of moving towards the back side. Oh, okay. Um, can, do I see any like other uh, civilians that have run away or are in the process of running away? Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty scattered. Okay. Okay, grandmother, I need you. I need us. We're going to make a run for it, okay? Ah, but my hip. We're going to make a power walk for it, okay? I, okay. Okay, so um, I I go toward, like, do I see, I want to, I'm looking for, like, a, maybe, like, a large concentration of civilians, if there yeah. is one. I go, uh, we will start walking towards them. Right. Ow, ow, ow. She just keeps, like, throwing one of her, like, one side of her body off, like, Ow, ow, Can I pick her up, ow. actually? Yeah, um, you don't believe you can, but you can roll. Okay. I'm gonna, like, grandmother, I'm gonna try to pick you up, all right? Oh, my! Twelve. Yeah, you, she's, um, it's like she has, like, bird bones or some shit. <laughs> just lift her up. Man. Like, like, with a, with a... Oh, you're like a superhero. Uh-huh, mm, yeah. Oh, you're a super lady. Oh, my. Okay, let's Scott, go back. But don't. He's a, a, a lady man. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Let's get out of here. So I carry her, and we kind of... What about the child? Yeah, the child's, like, embarrassed, but with you. Okay, uh, keep... Uh, kid, what's your name? Marla. What's your grandmother's name? Marla. She just looks sad. You're both named Marla? My my dad's name is Steve, too. Can we I mean, go? Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so I lead the Marlas. <laughs> I carry old Marla, and I lead young Marla towards, yeah. the, towards the crowd. A crowd, right, or yeah. if I can. So eventually you find your way. It looks like the long shot, the bar that you were at, the tavern, is trying to bring people in for safety. Okay, I try to make like my... A, it's probably a bad idea, but none of them gonna, are... I'm gonna make my way inside. Yeah, yeah. And a couple people are looking, and they're like, oh, "Thankfully, there are adventures here. Please, we'll take her from here." And like so a couple of people rush over and pick her up. She's like, "No, I'm gonna die. I can't walk without the shield." But like, they're not listening. <laughs> Marla, you'll be fine. These people yeah. are gonna Young take care Marla of you. Marla is just covering her face. Like, oh, you're fine, Grandma. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Marla, take care of your grandmother, all right? Yeah. I'm going to go back out there and see if there's anyone else that needs that needs help. Cool. And then I am I talked to the is there a bartender there. You don't or, see. Okay. Like, I just yeah. uh, I make like sure. It's that, kind of chaos, but it's an organized okay. chaos. People are. The, the people who help me, I want to reassure them or make sure that they're going to take care of the of the yep. of Marla. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, my friends. Yeah. I'm going to go outside. Go back uh, outside. Where are you heading? I'm going to head back to the museum. All right. So um, back inside the museum, what's the scene like? Pipsqueak had just come over to like try and help wrangle the dude, right? Yeah, and then I got backhanded all to hell. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know. actually have Pipsqueak uh, coming back. You can see that Pipsqueak has crashed into one of the, um, one of the displays. She has shattered some of the glass and she fell past one of the fake relics. It's like this, it looks like a, like an old uh, kind of crusty uh, greatsword. Cool. Okay. So Chase was like to Guinevere, like 
I, I will find my destiny, except yours. Um, and Guinevere, like, looks at him, looks at the orcs, rolls her eyes, and is like, you are more annoying than a swamp sturge. Um, and then kind of bulls him. She bulls him, like, away. Like she's trying to pull for pins, just like chucks him uh, <laughs> in a direction that is not towards the orcs. Yeah, just off to the side. And he kind of rolls and then looks and he goes, To me, my staff! And he throws his arm forward. <laughs> Come on! Does it, it does not move. <laughs> no, it's not moving at all. It's like, Now we have to hurry! <laughs> You have to accept your destiny. You have to march towards it. I get it. And he gets up and starts kind of running over to it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then he stops and he looks to you and he goes, and he kind of nods and he goes, I understand now. Chase. He draws in a breath and he chases his destiny by running over to the staff. Uh, Gwyneth, like, is not looking. She is diving for her blood-stained axe that she dropped before she tackled him. Um, and she's, she's saw that tiny girl get backhanded to hell. So she's like, hang in there, short stack. Um, she kind of, like, swings the axe up and has it, um, by her side looking pretty, pretty blood-splattered. As you stand up and you feel like as you pick up the axe, it it very easily moves with your motions and you find yourself able to kind of like spin in like a complete circle. And then the axe kind of helps guide you and you spin it almost like a protective ward and then you hold it forward. And it just seems to move with your body. It doesn't seem like it require. I mean, again, it must be fake, right? Because it doesn't require any strength to heft. So the person was obviously correct, but it's all you have right now. Meanwhile, Pipsqueak, what are you doing? Or Shortstack? So Pip is, uh, I imagine she's, uh, she's definitely bewildered a little bit, not uh, dizzy for a second. Um, face down and uh, all she knows is bad people initiate attacks which means it's on so she's um, and this is the kind of like her first real encounter so she's a little wobbly but she's um, a little scratched up and she uh, shakily is reaching around her trying to see where her weapons are reaches and uh, grabs the handle of the closest thing and slowly struggling to get to her feet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you kind of look around, you're you're feeling around and there's actually a weapon near you. It is a, uh, it's two blades that kind of scatter. They're like curved daggers maybe. And you feel them and they, you instinctively kind of use them to swing and flip and throw into the ground, but they're fake, right? And they kind of crumble like the plastic or whatever they're made of, not plastic, but the um, hollow wood kind of almost breaks in your hands 
and you use them to pull yourself up a little and then you kind of lean forward and as they bend in half the only thing you can do is reach out and grab that that crusted over great sword and uh Sweet as she's got this great sword, is like dragging it up so that she can lean her her body weight against it. Uh, wipes wipes some blood off her face, and is like, "You done pissed me off." And the two orcs are very entertained by this. So Pipsqueak, um, being somebody who values greatly. Uh, and believes in the myth of the hero um, doesn't take kindly to violence um, that is un- unwarranted. And uh, she, you can see uh, from her sparkly, cutesy um, excitement um, is all of a sudden very focused and uh, some would say enraged. <laughs> and um she seems ready to start kicking ass, I guess. And so she um, takes the sword and starts charging towards the uh, orcs with like an impressive battle cry for her small frame. And as you do that, you see a couple more of the orcs are running into the scene. It's like, first battle, character death. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Guinevere. She's got two orcs coming for her, right? Uh, no, it seems like a couple of them are laughing, and now the room's filled up with more than just the two. And a couple of them really, really look like they want to have some fun with Pipsqueak. So there's only one that seems to be really focused on you. All right, well. Starting off, the one after Guinevere, the one that's coming towards you, it's kind of snarling. And it's got a great axe pulled out, but it doesn't seem, even though yours is fake, right? It doesn't seem as impressive somehow, but it is coming towards you. It swings like it's like it's a normally it'd be an impressive great axe, but it doesn't seem to have the heft and the size of yours. And uh, you just like pull to the side and lean back and you can feel the air kind of be uh the air is dispersed from his swing, but you're fine. Hmm. And you don't know that you would have normally been able to avoid that attack. <laughs> like, you're actually in combat. You're usually just in PR. And then several of the uh, orcs are making their way towards Pipsqueak, and they're just kind of laughing. They're not taking this seriously at all. And the first one, this big swing... And they must not be used to trying to swing at such a small target. Yeah. Because nothing. Like, <laughs> and there's this, there's a feeling that uh, surges inside of you. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is what it feels like. And then one of the orcs makes its way over towards uh, Chase and picks him up and just crashes him through the wall. Apparently the exhibit is not finished yet because <laughs> it looks completely unenforced. It hasn't been reinforced at all and <laughs> drops him inside of there <laughs> and chases out of the fight. That's it. The next of Pipsqueak's orcs walks over 
and he kind of pushes his friend to the side. He's like, and then giant axe. He swings vertically instead of horizontally, and it it's just enough to kind of scare you, and it deals uh, eight damage. Okay. And then the other one kind of laughs and nods and comes up, and he sees what his friend did and follows through almost exactly seven damage. Right. And they both just laugh and they're like, <laughs> and then it's Guinevere's turn. All right. Um, Guinevere would like, her eyes would widen a little bit as she realizes that she like probably would not normally have been able to do that dodge. Um, but she recovers quickly and says, look at you, slimy as a bullywug, um, and then goes to attack. <clears throat> All right. So I got a 13. Yep. Cool. They're and then just I... wearing like, just like thick animal skins hanging off their body. All right. She does 15 damage. And once again, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you spin the great axe and then you spin around like, like counterclockwise and just, and the axe, you watch the axe, buries itself in his chest and then pulls itself out and it definitely feels like it pulled itself out like there's no way <laughs> that you got the upper body to rip an axe out of an orc's body and then it just it has like this dead look in its eye crashes backwards and Pipsqueak you watch that as well That it, he, she just dropped another one and that gives you enough time to understand. You probably haven't taken a lot of axes to your body, but you'd imagine that there's no way you could have survived this. And that kind of thought just kind of hangs in your head. The axes that they... Yeah, like you just got hit with two axes and you're short uh, and stout. (laughs) And there's just no way. Steve, Steve, you are... uh, Doing everything you can to make your to make your way inside, right? Yes, I am. Cool. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, yes, I am. All right. So yeah, you find yourself bounding up the stairs, rushing through, and you can see some sort of action up ahead, but you're not quite there yet. Okay. Hip squeak. All right. So uh, after you know taking the damage first time. Um, she feels this this uh, sense that's come over her that she's never felt before, because again, this is her first ever battle she's ever been in. Um, and it's just this uncontrollable, she just starts to see red. Um, and is uh, suddenly filled with rage. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, so she is just going to, um, with this, like, harsh grip on this this weapon, um, and again, no training, she's just kind of, like, blindly going to um, slash at the one that is um, closest to her. So, yeah, she's going to go into a rage, and then she's going to attack a 15. A 15 does hit. 11 damage. So... Guinevere, you watch as Pipsqueak fills herself with this, like she's like, let's go. And there's this 
almost like primal uh, anger that dwells up in her. Something that you wouldn't ever expect she was capable of moments ago. And as she picks up her sword and almost like, would you, what is your style like? Do you like keep your feet planted, Pipsqueak, or do you, are you like a. It's like the widest stance ever. And I guess you would almost imagine it's like she's wielding a baseball bat. Yeah. So she, yeah. <laughs> she brings this weapon just with all the strength she could muster and then suddenly a lot more. And the moment the weapon connects, it bursts into flames and you watch as the orc is wrapped up in this sort of almost, it's an inferno that almost matches the fire that you saw outside. And it's barely alive, but it's still alive. It also matches the fire in Pip's eyes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a trail, almost like an explosion that follows the sword. And then just as suddenly it's back inside the sword. Some replica. And then after that, one of the orcs watches Guinevere, but then hears something behind and turns around and starts to walk out of the room. It's a new round, and it's uh, one of the orcs who just watched this go down with Pipsqueak is suddenly taking her a lot more seriously and jumps up and then brings the axe overhead for another vertical slash and crashes it into the ground and you can hear it just kind of ring out through the room and fill the room with this terrifying show of strength but Hipsqueak dodges it. Nice. Um, The other orc that is free kind of uh, that just finished off chase turns around and starts walking towards the door as well. The other one that had just like almost exploded in flame looks around, sees what's happening, and is making a run for it. Okay. Cool. Oh, wait, that's uh, that. Can I get an advantage thing? You get opportunity <laughs> attack. <laughs> cool, right on. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's his right. I was like, see you, buddy. Hi. Um, okay, so uh, Pip um, is like, not on my watch, and... Um, with the sword again so being so small just like almost every time it's like she just has to like widest stance winds it up and just like slashes again with this guy so like she's just finished slashing one way and she's like oh no you don't and starts slashing the other way so it's a uh another 15. nice and that is a hit that hips quick winds back and then just throws everything she has into a weapon that is far too big Rip hip squeak. Um, and it's it's a uh, it's a twelve. Yeah. Once again, you throw everything you have with this fury that you, if you've been bottling it up, it's been it's been bottled up for far too long because once again the weapon slashes into and then runs through the creature. There's this huge explosion once again as the fire rips out. And for just a brief moment, you wonder if this entire room will soon be engulfed. But instead, it somehow swirls around and contains itself to the creature. You rip the weapon out and then you watch as his body is consumed in flames as he crashes to the ground. And then the third one that's on you 
is rethinking things. <laughs> and it's going to try to run. Right now? Yeah. So I get an opportunity attack on that one too? Once around, you have a reaction, yeah, so you're good. Um, oh shit, son! I got a 20. <laughs> I love this tiny angry girl. <laughs> yeah, Pip is just so full of rage. <laughs> you were all starry-eyed and cute just like 15 minutes ago, and now you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just hear like a demon growl and like... Uh, okay, so... And, and also, there's a cool thing that happens after this too because I got a crit. Mm -hmm. So she does 20 damage first, and then because I'm a great weapon master, if I score a critical hit with a melee weapon or reduce a creature to zero with one, I can make one melee weapon attack as a bonus action. Yep, so you swing and you bring the weapon like kind of like in a diagonal slice and you watch as the blade already almost cuts him in half and the weapon, the fire inside, as if it were kind of waiting, as if it knew what was about to happen, somebody with an observant eye would see that it kind of delayed the blast until the sword was firmly planted midway through, and then it explodes from within, and the fire consumes the body, almost as if it's taking the body with it, and then you follow through, and in the course of your swing there's no one left around you unfortunately because the other one you hit it but it still gets to run uh, okay yeah so normally yeah you'd be able to follow through but and, and, there's and nothing left yeah with the power vest swing she kind of like in the anime she's like gets pushed back a little bit with just like the force of the swing and then she's yeah <laughs> um Guinevere were there ones that were just walking towards the door or yeah they see they they hear something coming so they're they're planting themselves they're planting themselves at the entrance oh to like stop it or to mm -hmm. greet it okay well, all I'm, right we'll see right um so Guinevere would find the one closest to her which i think is the one running away from Pipspeak, is that right? Yep. There's one that's trying to make itself towards the entrance. Um, and she would narrow her eyes and then, like, put the pull the axe out in front of her and then just start spinning with it, like, sort of running towards it and then going into a spin where it's in front of her and she's spinning and spinning and she swings it towards the orc. Nice. <laughs> like, very, like, weirdly graceful for how big it is. Yep. And she rolls a 17. Right. So, yeah, you watch as um, Guinevere runs forward and she's spinning that weapon kind of around her, almost like a helicopter blade. And then right before she makes it to the orc, you watch as she kind of jumps and spins with the grace of a ballerina or like an ice skater and then <laughs> brings the weapon into the creature's uh, back. That's right, I do. Four. <laughs> uh, 12 damage. And he watches it almost falls over just from that. And it, it turns around and recognizes that your entire focus seems to be on it. And it takes a, a, just a half second to glance over. Is Pipsqueak Pip staring at him? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just watch as 
fear fills its eyes. And then <clears throat> as you close another room, luckily you're only 30 feet away. Uh, 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 Steve, Steve. Me? Yeah. Or Enzo, whatever you, whatever. Oh, I don't want to. I want to give you the wrong name. I want to presume. Sorry, say um, that again. Yeah. So I said you're about thirty feet away. You see, there are there are two orcs who, once they realize what's coming at them, they kind of plant their feet, axes out. Hmm. So, like, I have a question about like our abilities that we have gained from this. Like, we're not are we aware of like what we're allowed to cast. You instantly are aware. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like whether you're, it's up to you how you want to play it. Whether you feel like you have the full knowledge, or you mm-hmm. do it, and then you're instinctually like, like you do it by instinct and go like, whoa! It's however you want to play. Okay. But Enzo wanna... knows everything. It's up to you how Steve Steve reacts. Like does Steve Steve do things instinctually and then is impressed, or does Steve Steve just know? It's uh, it's totally up to you. Is, uh, so when a spell says it modifies my weapon attack, does that include uh, unarmed? <laughs> like my fist? If you wanted to, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do want it to. So I would want Steep Steep to run up to one of these orcs and punch them. But before I punch them, I want Steep Steep to instinctually cast on himself Divine Favor, which empowers him with Divine Radiance and... Weapon attacks deal an extra 1d4 radiant damage on a hit. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know this. Steve Steve doesn't know this is happening, but he makes a run for it, and he takes a swing at the nearest orc. Okay. Mm, Okay, so I had 17 to hit. Wow. Yeah, so that is a hit. (laughs) I punch him in the face. And then my damage is 6 damage. Nope. Yeah, so I punch. I punch dude in the face and for some reason my fist like glows a little bit and then i'm suddenly like taken aback by like whoa my fist totally glowed <laughs> now what the hell all right yeah so you rush forward and then you just feel this this surge of power go from wrist to knuck mm-hmm. <laughs> as you drive your fist into the creature mm-hmm. and it looks absolutely shocked like it wasn't you know, no offense, but it wasn't absolutely impressed with you. <laughs> and it just saw you run with the shield, no weapon, and, and there, it was just waiting to be able to take a shot at you. And then suddenly, it, and you crash into him. <laughs> nice. And then Pip squeak. Pip is just gonna go for it and um, attack. So, uh, the twenty-two to hit. That's uh, yeah. Uh, uh, She does nine damage. All right. So you watch as the rage is consuming you more and more, but not nearly as bad as the fire is consuming this creature. As once again, flames erupt and then it falls over motionless. So the the second orc trying to block Steve Steve's way Mm -hmm. brings his axe up and 16 AC. Or higher? Or what do you um, have, Tracy? 12. Okay. So, oh, it's not crazy, but really? Yeah, I got no armor. I got the shield only. There's an, oh, oh, you don't have any decks. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No decks. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to deck shame you. I was just. Like, 
Oh, it's too late. It's too late, Shane. Very shame. Um, it knocks past your shield and then brings the axe and slashes into you for six damage. No. No. And then it kind of just brings itself closer to just snarls in your face. It's a new round, and the other orc that's by you that got punched is angry, but it seems like its its anger has thrown it off off its balance because it tries to, and you're able to just push your shield forward and knock him away. And then it's Guinevieve. Uh, so the one she was fighting that uh, a tiny tin was taken out. Tiny tin. <laughs> um, whoa, whoa. The name is Kit. <laughs> Two great nicknames in one game. <laughs> All right, so Guinevieve would like look down, kind of like crazily at, at Pipsqueak and be like, Kinny Bop, got it. Like, like a moment of appreciation for that like special thing that somebody having it means that she can really sell them. But then she'd look over and see see Steve Steve, her um, <laughs> her new business partner, uh, up in some hijinks. So she'd like look down at Chris again and be like, um, "He's with me. We need to go get him a hand." Um, and so she would charge the orcs. Yay. Oh yeah, once once again you rush forward and with all of the grace and dignity you were aware you had dignity, but grace is kind of surprising possibly. <laughs> um, you make your attack. Twenty-two. Alright, so that's ten damage. Um, and then these uh, superiority dice. Um, is that something that I am allowed to have? Um, Give them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so when you look at the different features and traits that you have, um, you have several different things. One of them is combat superiority. So um, the way it works is you have four superiority dice. Each one's a D8. And based on the maneuvers you have, like if you have lunging attack. I do. I was actually going to add lunging attack to my thing. And so I add four for a total of 14 damage. Which one are you attacking? The the one that's kind of trying to recover itself or the one that seems unscathed? Unscathed. You rush forward and then you take your, uh, you take this, this weapon and you spin it and you throw a greater arc to it than normal. You're almost holding the ends of the weapon with just one arm and just right and slash it and just the just the very edge of the blade which now suddenly looks razor sharp crashes into his back and rips him out you can just see there's a huge open wound as a and it turns around <gasps> gasping and trying to find out what's happening and it looks back towards you and it doesn't know if it should focus on you or focus on the divine fucking puncher over here like <laughs> God punch, and it's absolutely terrified from two different angles. And you're not right next to it. You actually pulled this off without closing rank, so it can't even hit you. Lunging attack did something really, really smart here because if it wants to attack Guinevieve, 
it has to now leave Steve Steve's range, and Steve Steve gets a free attack. As I planned it, yes. Yeah. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, this one sounds cool. And then after that, Steve Steve. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and punch uh, the guy who I punched again. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to like do the whole like cartoon, just like rolling my arm back a little bit. <laughs> and then I go, oh, um, that is a six or seven to hit. Seven. Now, see, so yeah, you probably put too much Wait. time into the oh. windup or. <laughs> Wait, the hit plus hit is. It's the roll plus. Okay, it's it's nine. Never mind. Too much time in the windup. <laughs> but then we come to Pipsqueak. Sup. Um, so Pipsqueak will uh, he, uh, position herself between the two and takes aim for the one that looks like he is suffering. 23 to hit. Yeah, she uh, hits for 10. All right, you said the one that seems the weakest? Mm-hmm. All right. So once again, you rush forward and you kind of put yourself in between Guinevere and uh, the orcs. Mm-hmm. And it's this wild swing that cuts into it. And before it can fall, the burst of flame kind of rushes forward, races across its skin. You can smell the skin bubbling and burning because you're so close now as it almost takes Steve Steve with him. And Steve <laughs> like, no. No. And then I'm within range of another one, right? Yep. And since I reduced him to zero, I get a bonus attack. Um, so she's like, hey, and just like, again, she's like kind of, uh, actually in her mind, she's kind of viewed uh, Guinevere's um, like blunder attack. And she's sort of in a way trying to attempt a cool way to do it, but not nearly as gracefully. So she's just kind of almost like losing control of this thing. And it just yeah, keeps spinning. You just follow through. Like you just keep swinging. Yeah. yeah. And she's making like those link link noises. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I got a, exactly a 15. That's it. She does eight damage. And you watch as, yeah, there's a great follow through slices into the creature. The fires erupt, but there's just not quite enough there with what little strength it has. It's running out of juice. Yep. It's a new round and the last creature in play is just beleaguered in breath looking around and it's, it looks up and it says please please go please let go and it just looks desperate and it's the first time you've heard one of them speak in a language you can understand uh, Guinevere would lower her her axe towards its throat kind of like holding it there um, and uh, she'd be like how did you get in here do you know if there's a way out and it, it looks to where Enzo came in, where Steve Steve came in. It's like, door. Oh, um, I wanted to yell at it. Be like, what are you, what, what is your purpose here? <sighs> Weapon stolen. 
So these weapons belong to these guys. Yeah. Just one. But it looks around confused trying to find it. Which one? So large two blades. And there's nothing like that in here. Um I turn to or CC turns to Gwynefif and the gnome that I have not met yet. And it's like, did y'all see? Any kind of weapon that matches this description. Um, Pip is in her rage, so she's literally only able to make like yas and like like just <laughs> inarticulate noises. Well, that is that is the situation that you find yourself in. Just so you know, your rage ends if you do not, um, if you have not taken damage. Mm-hmm. or if you did not hurt a creature the last turn. So you only have your next action to mm-hmm. either drop your rage or attack this creature or have someone, I guess, punch you. But that's yeah, not. we could just kick uh, you to keep your rage. We just keep punching you in the face. <laughs> Come on! Steven! Steven! It's like, why are they beating up that small child? <laughs> Uh, Gwyneth would answer Steve Steve's question by being like, no, I didn't notice this weapon when I was busy trying not to get killed by them. Um, she'd kind of lift her axe up again and be like, uh, Grant Wildebeest might know. Uh, she'd like look to the hole in the wall. Yeah. Um, we need to get out of here more than anything else. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> This is real hopeful. Um, I know a way out. (laughs) All right, follow the orc. What's your name, orc? Follow the exit sign. Carl. Uh, all right, let's follow Carl. Lead the way, Carl. Literally, get behind you. (laughs) Um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gwyneth would like uh, she'd like kind of hold her axe down again. It's like we're getting out of here, Carl. Why don't you do the us the favor of testing to make sure um, doors and and ceilings are aren't going to collapse on us before we go through them? Um, but she'd she'd Gosh, kind of <laughs> um, how big is Chase again? How big was Chase? Yeah. He was, a, he was a human. Okay. How big is Steve, Steve? Uh, Steve is... Oh, my God. Actually, I have not thought about that. Because you draw yourself real cute and short, but you are dragonkin. So. That's true. I guess, I guess he would be pretty tall. Like, like a- you drew yourself like a, like a Funko Pop. I was, <laughs> I was like, very smart. <laughs> um... Uh, I guess he would be just taller than a human, maybe a foot taller than a, maybe six feet. Um, and like, Steve, Steve, pretty muscly. I know he wears like robes and things. Um, um he wasn't before he put on the shield. <laughs> got inexplicably buff after putting the shield on. You heard who I was before the shield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gwyneth would point towards the hole in the wall where Chase 
flew through and been like, Steve, Steve, I know this is, this is beneath uh, the front uh, facing man for mobile app, but can you pick up that idiot um, and carry him out of here with us? Um, I will do, uh, yes, I will do my best and I attempt to. Yeah. So before you can even make your way over there, you hear, (coughs) (coughs) and you can see his head kind of poke out from the hole and he's battered and bruised. His his nose is bleeding. Um, He looks like he got thrown through a wall. (laughs) And uh, he peeks down and he goes, "Uh, don't worry. I'm okay. I, this whole thing was stupid. And he just looks sad and defeated and he he looks ashamed if nothing else. He looks like someone who's whose dreams have been broken and somebody who at least for the moment is just has a shattered hope in his heart. And he kind of pulls himself out and he steadies himself with this large twisted weapon. It's got, it's uh, made of like obsidian as a handle and then it has two blades, one on each end and they look dangerous and curved and they have like three, uh, three curvatures on the inside of, their, uh, of the weapon and then a long dangerous curve on the outside and it's swirling with this black energy and he's using it like a staff and he gets out and he goes, oh. Let's just go. Thanks for listening to the newest episode of World Walkers The Other Ones. A huge thank you to the patrons who, every month through their support, make all of this possible. You can find out more about our Patreon at patreon.com slash worldwalkers. I want to thank the musicians who've made their music available in this episode. You can find links to their work in the show notes. I also want to thank Sirenscape for providing sound effects and additional music in this episode. You can find them at sirenscape.com. All right, I'm adding this to our notes. Um, So where we left off, kicked the asses of many orcs. Carl is the one still alive. He's the newest world walker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Carl like like even though Chase kind of th- seems like he's the NPC who's supposed to be the one we take with us we instead force Carl to be the one <laughs> we, we, we give Carl Chase's weapon <laughs> Chase kick him out New top kids. Carl you're one of us okay so Chase oh, has I made just- my back crack <laughs> Chase has just emerged from the wall holding a massive death weapon. And he just got that from the wall, right? Apparently, yeah. Uh, I just like the idea that like we end up just kidnapping Carl. Like he's just like our (laughs) our prisoner that we force to fight with us. (laughs) This massive death weapon seems like the thing the orcs wanted, right? I mean it sure as heck seems similar to the very short description we got of the thing that the guy wanted. Um, I honestly, I would forgive you if you went there. <laughs> okay, and then it's your um, imagination, not mine. So I'm assuming you're not going to kill Carl. 
I'm kind of bonded to him now. <laughs> I mean, like, I was going to say that she would probably, like, rush him, like, being, like, still, like, in the heat of battle, like, ah, like, sword over her head, but. Um... I think there were two or three times we were talking about how tired we were uh, when I was hanging out with Wes, and I was like, I think different forms of don't tell Olivia, or if Olivia knew, like, and we have this perpetual fear of disappointing Olivia's, like, as you should, yes. I better not see you relax around me. Everyone's buttholes in my presence must always be a little bit clenched. I can tell if you relax. You just watch the chair wiggle the right way, and you're like, "There it goes." That's the cl- that's the clincher. <laughs> narrow my eyes look a little let down oh olivia would come in with the the devastating i'm not mad just i'm not angry just disappointed <laughs> no. no get a load of this and i just like fart really loudly <laughs> yeah i'm a silent peer I just wanted to make sure it got recorded. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like that you don't have to put that on any dating sites now. I mean, that's 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 how we got together. We're in a different time. <laughs> There's some traits that just aren't, I don't know, respected anymore. <laughs> Silent Peter being one of them. <laughs> Pre-Tinder opened a lot of doors for me. <laughs> now anyone can, like, lie on their dating resume. <laughs> Pipsqueak is enraged, but if we do want to keep her there, we can chest punch her. <laughs> cool. <laughs>